Hello! Welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy. With me, as always, is John. Say hello. Hello. And we are here today to talk to you about House on Haunted Hill from 1999. I was a little surprised when I went into this one just because the people who made it are a little kind of weird. I freaking love this movie. Okay, so let's just start off. I'm just going to start off by saying this is one of my favorite movies. I know it's goobery in a lot of places, but damn it, I love this movie. And I can watch it like a stupid amount of times and this still love of, it. Yeah, this is kind of your like Constantine or your <laughs> iRobot. I love, I love this movie. You just put it on and you're just like, eh, whatever. It's like, it's my mummy. Yeah. So this and the mummy are pretty, like the Brendan Fraser's the mummy and are pretty much it. Yeah. And, and it's no surprise because it comes from a, a set of people who've done a decent amount of of horror-related stuff. Uh, we got William Malone, who directed it. He did, uh, if you want to go back to episode 29 of this podcast, he did Fear.com. He did uh, 2008's Parasomnia. Uh, two, Tales from, uh, two Tales from the Crypt episodes. There you go. <laughs> Three episodes of Freddy's Nightmares and 1985's Creature. Uh, that one had Klaus Kins- uh, Klinsky. Kinsky? Kinsky. Kinski. Looks like Kinski. Yeah, it's 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 Klaus Kinski. Uh, it's hard to say Klaus. Kli- See, I I want to I want to say it like weird. It's Klaus, Klaus Kinski. Kinski. Yeah. Klaus, yeah. Klaus Kinski. And Klaus Kinski was such a weird guy that they actually like during one of the movies, one of the last movies he ever made. Uh, people were just talking about like wanting to kill him. Oh my like, god. Yeah. It, like in fact, they went down to like I, I, it was either in Africa or the Amazon, someplace where there was a lot of people who were working in tribes. Uh, who were willing to work with the the production mm-hmm. and uh, like the uh, Klaus Kinski mouthed off to the director and like the chief came over is like a man should not talk to another man the way that man talked to you do you want us to kill him oh and I was just like Ooh. holy cow so, so Klaus Kinski's a douche yeah, and I think it may have been to William Malone because William Malone uh, was the director and Klaus Kinski hated directors. Yeah. Uh, but it could have been somebody else. Maybe you know what though that makes William, was, William a, Malone a good a yeah. good guy. I mean, he had to deal with more of know, that, and then he, he least, kept doing other. At shows. least he yeah. wasn't like you know what? Yes, kill yeah. him. Uh, it also was uh, written by uh, Dick Bebe. Bebe, yeah, uh, and he was actually the, uh, that was the person who actually did the screenplay because this is all based on uh, the Rob White story. But uh, Dick Bebe, you'd know from Blair Witch Two. Uh, he did the TV movie Into the Badlands. He also uh, was the creator of the TV series Lazarus Man. Uh, that one had Robert Urich in it, so a lot of a lot of people in it. Cool. Uh, Rob White, of course, he did uh, Thirteen Ghosts from 1960. He did The Tingler in 1959. Uh, he did the original House on Haunted Hill in 1959 as well, and then like seven eight episodes of uh, Perry Mason. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's he he did a lot of stuff. So Rob White should have definitely gotten a lot of money off of just Thirteen Ghosts alone. Well, he did. So I don't know if he was alive at that point in time because it's well, but you know, his estate. I'm sure he has an estate or yeah. something like that that should have gotten money. Anyways, Probably. either way. Um, so starring in this movie, we have a whole bunch of different people. We have uh, Jeffrey Rush. You'd recognize him from Pirates of the Caribbean as Captain Barbosa, <laughs> uh, King Speech, uh, Mystery Men, Casanova, and Frankenstein. No, no, he was Casanova Frankenstein in Mystery Men. <laughs> You you you, ha- you don't remember Mystery Men? No, remember he I had did. a little cocaine nail no, no. that he was attacking Ben Stiller with? No, no, no. I know exactly who mm. you're who you're talking about. I just I'm sorry. It was just the way that you wrote mm. it that was confusing to me. I'm so sorry. So sorry. That's why oh I was laughing. Uh, we also have Ali Larder, who is in Final Destination One and Two, Resident Evil Extinction, Afterlife, 
And the final chapter. She was Claire in that one. Yes, yes, yes. She was also in Jane Silent Bob's uh, Strike Back, which I didn't realize. I didn't realize that I, either. I think she's the, the girlfriend, like the blonde that they were like, you know, like, oh my God, like these two idiots really like me, you know, kind of thing. But huh. I'm not sure. Interesting. Uh, it also has Tay Diggs in it, who is um, in Equilibrium. That's what I recognize him mm. from. Uh, he's also in 2022's Incarnation, which we may actually review at some point in time. We just picked that up at Walmart. <laughs> we were just like, oh, hey, look, a movie. That's why we said eventually we may review that. Uh, he's also in Go Wave and Way of the Gun. Yeah, so uh, Go was the one that I remember him from because that was such a... What um, else was he in? Oh, he's been in a bunch of things. Like, that, everybody in this show has been in so many different shows. Like, I remember him being really, really popular in, like, the 90s and 2000s. I just don't remember what the heck else he was in. Uh, but, I mean, like, we've got Famke in this one. Famke Jensen was in this one. Uh, she's from, easiest one to remember was, uh, she was in episode 73 uh, she, she, for our podcast. But she was also in Deep Rising. And she was Jean Grey. Yes. Uh, she was in uh, Lords of Illusions. That was episode yes. 73. Yes. Uh, we also have Peter Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Gallagher was in High Spirits. Uh, yep, and the OC, uh, which was... He was the priest in High Spirits. Yes, uh, the one who falls for... Or he was training, wasn't he? Like a he, training he was, or Yeah, he hadn't taken his vows yet, but he was like right there. And that's when he met <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly. Tilly. And With her was, giant yabos. Yeah, that was so goofy. We also <laughs> have Chris Kattan. So Chris Kattan is actually Quirky Romano. He was in Saturday Night Live. He's a really funny guy. Night at the Roxbury. You'll know Chris Kattan. Yeah, he was the, the mango. Uh, but he was um he was interesting in this one because he was playing the uh, the uh, yeah he would but that was the the guy who was the little <laughs> the little mousy guy yeah, from the original they, they keep calling him a drunken leprechaun in in the uh, riff tracks version of it which I was just like he's oh that's terrible it's but awful. yeah it kind of works yeah but it's it's pretty spot on we got Jeffrey Combs in this one who was he was the doctor in this one uh, so you don't get a whole whole lot of Jeffrey Combs but he's still in it pretty and well. he's still so creepy he does um, the creepy stop stop and go animation thing that they do oh yeah the the weird backwards oh, walking I fucking you. hate that that creeps me out every time and then we have uh, he was actually reanimator if anybody is like who the hell is jeffrey combs he was reanimator if you don't know who jeffrey combs Wayun is from deep space nine i'm gonna need you to reevaluate your life and get familiar with mr combs we got uh, lisa Loeb is in it for a couple of seconds if you're wondering uh who lisa Loeb is <laughs> and you say i only hear what i want to oh, that one God. i can't believe you did oh yeah <laughs> And uh, James Marsters, uh, everybody's going to recognize him as Spike, but he actually does the voice of the Dresden Files books. He is ha- uh, Harry Dresden uh, in uh, all the ones that were done by Jim Butcher, and he actually does a really good job. It's it's kind of weird to not hear him faking a British accent. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about we're talking about Spike on Buffy, not Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, because that was done by uh, what's his name? My homeboy. Yeah. Yeah. You, what's his name? I always mess up up on his name. Anyways. Anyway, this one is a lot of fun. Uh, We're kind of starting this one off just to kind of... Kind of enjoy. I mean, I hope you enjoy this movie. This is, uh, we've got this one on like several different <laughs> physical options. I mean, I love this movie. So. I think they're still trying to sell it for like 17 bucks on things though. Like it's, it's a fairly well-known, very good movie. This is one of those perfect movies for like a Halloween party. It really is. Every, I mean, there's, there's 
there's let, an, there's we'll, enough we'll to go on. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it whenever we get back. But yeah. it's it's perfect. There's it's enough perfect. to where you're like if you just like you're not paying attention because you're drinking, you're you're carousing. You'll like look over and something interesting will be happening on TV, so you'll be able to like, oh, okay, you can just kind of jump into it. Or you know, it'll be a jump scare and you'll you know yeah. drop your popcorn. Yeah, you can just enjoy yourselves. Yeah. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. We're gonna go ahead and pause it here, and we will be right back. Yep. Be back soon. This Halloween. Six strangers have been invited to a party. If they can stay up till dawn, they'll win one million dollars each. The only catch is that they'll have to live through the night. Let the games begin. <laughs> I forgot how much fun this movie was. I'm glad that it made its box office back because I, you know, there's not a lot of, like a lot of movies that are fun, at least that I find are fun. Mm -hmm. About about double over, yeah. double what it made. Yeah, they just they they just don't make enough money. <laughs> they I don't. Feel bad about but this that. one was so good though. Uh, the other thing that I liked about this movie was the fact that it was able to mix enough of the old one in. Mm -hmm. So you you we start off with. Um, well, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and do the start off. Well, so we totally forgot that Bridget Wilson is in this movie. Because she's in it for like five minutes before Who is, she dies. She's Sonya Blade yeah. from the good Mortal Kombat. Well, we also had like the the guy who was helping him was, um, guy who was somebody too in there. The guy who was helping him. Yeah, the guy, like the, the friendly guy who was helping Pritchard, 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 Price, Pritchard. Why? They kept calling him Pritchard, right? No, Pritchett was the doctor, so Price. No, the... Pritchett, Pritchett was Pritchett, Pritchett was the was uh, Chris Kattan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then uh, no, it was the um, Godfrey Rush's uh, character. He had that guy who was helping him in the. Oh control room. yes, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, though. he's somebody. So he. He's was... like this little mousy guy. I liked him and stuff. But yeah, no, this is a great movie. He gets um... his face scooped out. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. <laughs> There's a lot of fun in this movie. Yeah, we uh, go ahead and, and start it off. So, so it's still one of my favorite introductions um, because the credit scenes, sometimes they can be so bland and so boring and they don't give you really anything to look at. And this is not the case. Um, it's it's very animated. You follow this little rope <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> that comes out of the wall. It's like a tool music video. It's Oh, it really is. Yeah, yeah that is that, that that is a lot of what it looks mm -hmm. like. It's so cool. And then, you know, so we get through the credits and then this is actually wherever we... Um, we get introduced to the uh, Vanicott uh, Asylum for the Criminally Insane or something along those lines. Psychiatric uh, Institute yes. for the Criminally Insane. <laughs> so uh, so we're, we're there in the hospital. We see some crazy people. We see a guy who's checking in for his, you know, to start his time at work. He sharpens a pencil, which is by far like the prettiest sharpened. 
it was, pencil I've ever seen. It was gratuitous in the sharpening. <laughs> I was like, this seems lewd for some reason. I don't like it. This so, is concerning me. So he blows on the pencil. He blows away the pencil shavings. And then he starts writing on patient's charts. Um, we actually cut to see Dr. Vanneket, who is played by Jeffrey Combs, the ever-amazing Jeffrey Combs. And he is cutting into a... Very awake patient. Yeah, unanesthetized. It looked like he was doing a, a Y incision, uh, but uh, you know he's just he's just cutting a dude in the stomach while somebody <laughs> rolls he's a, a film. He's like, ha ha! He's smirking away. He's got a little mustache on there the oh, whole time too. Awful, awful little mustache. Like, mm. So um, the uh, crazy patients end up breaking out of all of their restraints and everything else like that and go crazy. So they end up stabbing the one guy through the neck with all the sharp and pointy pencils. And it's it that was a little gratuitous too. <laughs> it was very uh, very like oh yeah how do you want to do this well I want to show it by like shoving like three or four pencils from one side of a dummy's neck to the other side of a dummy's neck can we do that hell yes boss we can do that heck yeah we can so they did and they did a wonderful job so he dies uh, the patients go crazy they end up um, all attacking and mobbing uh, Dr. Vanneket and all of his nurses they end up cutting up Dr. Vanneket and you know molesting all the nurses and we see this by some footage that a crazy patient was actually recording at the time and apparently he uh, Vanneket uh, hit the, uh, the panic button which are these like three inch iron like blast doors and windows and stuff like that these big sheets of, of metal that crash down over all the uh the exits so, so you cannot escape nobody can get out on that one and at that point it was a sanitarium of slaughter yeah oh yeah i like the uh, that's how peter graves 19... peter graves actually refers it? to it yeah a sanitarium oh. of slaughter. Well, oh. it was, no, so no. It, was, it was originally the, the 1930s. A sanitarium of slaughter. You know, that kind of... Yeah, you know, yeah like, that's exactly... Oh, it was not the bee's knees in there. That's exactly And I was like, okay. And then it was just like... And then it cuts off from that. And then it's like, I'm Peter Graves. I wanted to show you this horrifying footage with all the boobs in it because I'm Peter Graves and that's what I can do. I was in Clonus, though. Never mind. I'm so... <laughs> So Famke Jensen is actually watching uh, Peter Graves, this show, and she's like, perfect. You gave me all, you gave me everything I need, baby. And she shuts well, off the TV. That's how Peter Graves is. He, and he she, gives you everything he needs. <laughs> you need. You don't need nothing. It's, it's just Peter Graves. So, so she shuts off the TV. She calls her husband, who is played by Jeffrey Rush, and who is doing his best damn job of playing Vincent Price that he possibly can. He, he really did do a good job at, uh, not not Vincent Price, it was still Jeffrey Rush. I mean, it was the whole time it was Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush. But I still it think was, he was doing... A, he did a he, very good, like, he did bits, enough bits that you would get... Nobody can do Vincent Price. Well, Vincent Price is too camp to do... Well, like, he did his best Vincent done. Price impersonation. I guess. Kind of. I think it could have done better. However, it, it, but it was still it, it was obviously still a... supposed to be Vincent Price. It's In fact, so much so that his name is Stephen Price. Yeah, and I would say that that's what they were going for. There's enough of a mix on everything so that you would be like, oh, it's because he's Vincent Price. And you wouldn't be like, oh, well, it's supposed obviously supposed to be Vincent Price. Like, you would have to kind of know about the original one. And if you didn't know about the original one, then you'd be like, no, this is still some guy named Price. Who gives a crap? Like, but it's enough for, for everybody to kind of enjoy it. And he's a, an amusement park mogul. making. He makes a ton of money making amusement parks. And it's apparently like his sixth or seventh amusement park. And he's, they're, they're going into, he is walking around with Lisa Loeb and James Marsters. And they're like, what, what new, you know, terrifying things do you have for this park? You know, and he's like, I, why are you here? You're Lisa Loeb. What the hell's going on? James Marsters, I get. 
yeah, because it's like what nineteen ninety nine. So it's like was it yes. right before he was in Buffy, or is it like right after? Uh, I think I he was already remember. in Buffy. I don't or, know. Maybe he's like, I wanted to do something else. Probably. Uh, so um, so he's like, oh um. It, you know, so so Evelyn, who is Famke Jensen, calls him, and she's just like, I had the perfect place where we could have our party, blah, blah, blah. He goes, right, right. Uh, I'm about to call you back, because they're trying to shoot me here. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And so she gets annoyed. He hangs up the phone. Lisa Lev says, who is it, Mr. Mr. Price? Um, Business or pleasure? And he goes, neither, my wife. And you just sit there, and you're going like, please. Uh, that's the way it's going to go for the rest of oh, the movie. Yeah. So He has enough banter between him and Famke Jensen that you can almost believe that they were married. It's it's uncomfortable like, sometimes. Yeah, like I'm like, are you guys like, really having a fight here? Like, It's like. Um, who are you channeling? Oh, gosh. They're, they're, so, they're so vicious towards each other is this what happened at the end of the perfect mate and she just got transferred over to jeffrey rush and that's why she hates him because she's not the guy who she was for so anywho i I know it's a star trek reference so um moving on so they uh actually go into the first ride that they don't realize is a ride it's an elevator of doom and you it's actually it's, trying so hard. To I am. I can't very it was, well. It was a lot of, of fun on this one. So Lisa Loeb and James Monsters. I love him jumping. So they go into this elevator and they're going up slowly, I guess. And Jeffrey it's, Rush it's, is like, oh, yeah, you know, just wait. You know, I have everything down to the beheaded beanie babies. A hundred percent safe. Super safe. And then they like the the ride stops. The, the elevator stops and they're like. Uh, what's what's going on? I was like, I, I I don't know. I guess uh, you know things happen like that. It's fine. And then like it, you know, don't worry though. Uh, everything is you know as long as the uh, the safety rope is is there, we'll be fine. And then the safety rope drops off and they start plummeting down. And you can see it from above and below that they are obviously dropping yeah. to their death. Because there's this weird cage-like thing that they have on there. James Marshers is screaming like, and jumping ah. up and down. Because Lisa Loeb is like, do something. It's like, this isn't supposed to happen, is what Jeffrey Rush says. And so James Marshers is like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> he, does, he keeps jumping up and down. And he tries jumping up like, and down. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, if I jump up right when the... Uh... Right when the elevator hits, I won't die. <laughs> So he does that, and uh, yeah, it's it's all it's all an act, and it's all fake. And it says you survived terror incognita. Yeah, it, like the the screen like fuzzes, and then they open up to the actual ride, which is a roller coaster. And this is wherever he says this is where it gets really scary. So, so Lisa Loeb and James Marsters get on the uh, the thing, and this is when Evelyn calls him back up. So he's getting kind of tired of this shit. Uh, we watch. As James Marsters and, and Lisa Lover are going through, and there's another car in front of them, and we see what happens is is that the line breaks. The track, like, oh, the track breaks. Oh god! And then like the uh, the that first car... car just flies right off, and they're all going. Ah! Lisa Lover's like, oh no! And then the track reassembles itself, which it shouldn't have been able to do in the way that it it broke. Because it's clearly like an explosion from the inside, as though it was torn apart. Not, ah, it slightly de-sliced itself. It's, it was supposed to do that this whole time. Uh, and that's how good that's how that's how good Stephen Price is. That's how good Vincent Price. Is. I was gonna say Vincent Price. So anyway, so they make it. Uh, James Marsters about shits himself, and um, the the wormy guy is like, "Hey, you know, we have a problem." Because yeah, he says it right before they're about to hit the uh, the jump. Yeah, and, and so he's, he's like, like, "He's like, I don't see a problem." Yeah, he goes, "Well, passenger six keeps losing his arm." He goes, "And just make him into a screamer." Yeah, just and he's tear like, off the "Oh, thing, make him scream, catch a bus, and like everything is okay." 
Uh, this is when Evelyn gets back a hold of him. She has the perfect place for her birthday uh, bash, which is where she wants it to be. I have sent you a guest list. Yeah. Just do it. So fine, fine, I'll do it. We'll take them to the house on Haunted Hill. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, at uh, this point, he's like, fine, I'll go ahead and do that, but we're taking the people that I want to take. Somebody so desperate for money. Bunch of randos that he's, like, typing the names into. Unfortunately. He gets called into a busy meeting. Yeah, and when that happens, uh, the grip, unfortunately, is caught in the light. Uh, so it looks like there's somebody, like, you know, standing over the, uh, the, the, the computer typing. But there, there isn't. I, I still think that was a mistake. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it I'm was. I'm sure it was. Like, now and, that you're saying it, it sounds like it. And you'll hear more mistakes that they made later. There were some, some interesting mistakes that, in this movie. That especially are fun for me. Even I didn't notice some, and John, is, like, was happy to point them out. But we are introduced now to the uh, the people as they're driving up with their little tiny, uh, the, the new people driving up with their teeny tiny little uh, invitations. I have never ones. wanted time. I've always... I've I've never wanted tiny invitations until I saw this movie, and now I want tiny little baby invitations that are inviting people to a murder party. Mm -hmm. But these are film producer Jennifer Jensen, played by that one's uh, that one Bridget. is Bridget Bridget Miss Jensen. Yeah, Bridget. It's it's she because she's the film producer, right? Or is it? Uh, no, no. Jennifer Jensen is, is played by Ali Larder. Ali Larder. Yes, that's right. Okay. Bridget so, Wilson plays uh, uh, Melissa, Melissa Margaret Marr. Marr. Yeah. Yes. And then we got um, Donald Blackburn played by uh, the the dad from OC. Yep. Yeah. So that one's gonna be Gallagher, Peter Gallagher. Uh, we have um, Tay Diggs playing Eddie Baker. Baker. Yep. Yep. And that's one, two, and uh, three, four, Chris Kattan playing Bridget. Who, you know, that was a little surprising because weren't there like three or four other people in the original one? No, I think it was all the... No, because... Because uh, it, was, it was the football player, the crazy girl, Pritchett, and then... Okay. The, yeah, I think this is all of them. I thought it was like seven. Oh, that's because I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, The, the mom crazy too. people? Yeah, the, the, no, the, uh, the, the blonde, the wife. Okay, yeah, but they, they show up and they're like, who are these people? Uh, like ah, uh, we got pulled in, so I guess we're gonna be here. And they're like, they're talking, and then Famke comes down and is just a bitch to people. Man, but she looks fabulous. Her shoes are so sweet, and her her whole outfit is just gorgeous. She's just a walking model, just amazing. Well, that's when the uh, the beautiful stained glass window on top breaks and then slams down. Thankfully, Tay Diggs, uh, you know, takes one for the team and jumps on top of Famke Jensen. Of course, he never would have done that in normally. Uh, nobody would ever do that unless there was an emergency, uh, which this one was. So, you know, you can clearly see why that would happen. Why uh, you gotta make this so awkward? <laughs> uh, Famke is a bitch about that. She says, get off me, pervert. Even though Tay Diggs is like, I just saved you from not getting killed. From certain death. And then... Uh, that's when... Um, this is whenever Stephen Price is like, congratulations, Evelyn has never said those words to anybody with yeah. testicles, ever. And she goes, very funny, Stephen, have you? So this begins our love of gay jokes and whore jokes because yep. Evelyn's a big old whore and Steve's a big old gay guy. Is he... So He's not gay. He's not She's gay. Just, she just likes to say that. But yeah, she was just trying to... She's trying to emasculate him the whole time. Yeah. So that's, that's the issue. Yeah. Um, we got... There's so much goofiness at this point because we do get the normal, you know, kind of information. A uh, million dollars to everybody who remains in the house until morning. Uh, anybody who leaves, they forfeit it. Anybody who dies, their money gets uh, divvied up to divvied everybody, up to everybody else. else. Yep. Yeah. 
And oh. this is whenever uh, Pritchett is like, that's it. I, I fucking walk. Give me my money. I want to leave right now. Hurry up and give it to me. Give me, give me the money. Give me, give me, me the money. So uh, this is whenever the lockdown happens. Pritchett tries to run, which by the way, that's bullshit because had he ran, it was not that far away from the door. He totally could have made he it. Would've, I think he would have immediately like knowing that sound. He would have ran out. He would have been like, yeah, yeah. shit. This was it, like, he, he totally got stuck behind to move the plot along. Yeah. So well, he was a lot of fun in this one. So Chris really Kattan, was as Pritchard. Uh, so the original guy who played him, uh, the, like the original person in the he first movie was this very, very mousy. Like, yeah, and very sad. Just like, oh no, the, the spirits are going to come out and kill us all. We won't make it out. And this one, uh, Pritchard is played kind of like a drunken asshole. Like, I am so fucked. I know everything that's going to happen here. We're all gonna die. None of us are making it out of we're here. We're all gonna be we fucking mutilated. Fucked. Yeah, we're gonna be mutilated. Just, just, oh fuck! Ain't like we're, we're done. I'm gonna go we get are more booze. Screwed. If I die, I'm gonna be shit faced doing it. Yep. And that's when uh, I guess everybody decides to walk around trying to look for the the, the way panel. to open up. Yeah. yeah, the way to open up the doors because the lockdown happens. All that stuff. They go around. They look for. <coughs> they go to the basement. Uh, to go to find this way to open up the doors. Um, Pritchett does not want to go down there. Uh, this is actually where we see the electrocution chamber. We are introduced to the uh, saturation chamber. Uh, the saturation chamber is actually what they use. It's used. hydrotherapy. So it's it's uh, putting... Oh, no, no. no, the, no. That, was, that was a different one. The saturation chamber was them putting somebody inside of a, a middle one of those... Um, those turny it's, things, it, and it has the pictures, and it has the pictures that move. It, the faster it goes. Spirograph, xylograph. It's it's a uh, it's zoetrope. Zoetrope. They they used like to they used to have them as toys. It's just a giant freaking toy that moves, like as it spins around. Um, and apparently, it's, yeah, it's a zoetrope. Zoetrope. There you go. Um, and Doctor Vanicket would use these to drive a madman sane, uh, with wow. all of the with all of the noises and the weird visions and, and all that stuff. So it's it was the the if uh, uh, <laughs> if what is... would drive a sane man crazy? It would drive a crazy man sane. And I'm like, that's terrible. Oh yeah, this is this is wherever John saw it. The mistake that I have. There after... is a gigantic boom mic. In this scene, so we see in the top right corner, and it is, she's not Jennifer. It turns out that um, the person that uh, played what's her name, Ali Lauder, but she doesn't actually say Lauder. that yet. Ali Lauder is her real name is actually supposed to be Sarah Wolf. So like I keep hearing Sarah repeatedly, but so she's like looking around trying to find uh, Pritchard and um, Price because they disappear. They're looking around. They go back into the the room with the saturation chamber. We see the giant microphone up there, and then they start walking around again. She loses track of uh, Eddie, uh, Tay Diggs's character, who's like walking around. And then she thinks she sees him. She sees Tay Diggs, but he's got like lights in his eyes. See, so, yeah, like that weird reflection thing. Like he's kind of like a like a dog. Like, yeah, like a like uh, you know like that wolf kind of like bioluminescence thing that they got going on. She runs to try to find him, but she finds like a a gigantic tank of blood. 
well, or you're, something you're, like that. You're missing the scary part. So whenever I first saw this movie, it was the part wherever he's part. yeah no no uh, it shakes a ghost like she she's walking through trying to find Tay Diggs and then there's a ghost and it does like that weird shaking thing. Okay, I don't, I and then she finds part. and then you did and then she finds the big vat of blood where okay. Tay Diggs is standing over it. He jumps in. She's like Eddie. Eddie, no! And so she runs, and then she tries to get Tay Diggs out of it, and then Eddie's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's From like, the other <gasps> side, completely dry? Yes. And so she's like, oh my god! And so she she uh, she she gets well, pulled in, she starts getting yeah. pulled into the giant vat of blood, and she pulls away, and and she makes it. And then they cut immediately to back, because apparently this was like three feet away from, they got lost down in this, this terrifying basement area, but then they're able to walk out in like five seconds and show up to, uh, to berate Pritchard and, uh, Famke Jensen and and everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, like what the hell is going on here? The only person who wasn't there was Vincent. Yeah. Shit. Stephen Price. Yes. The, uh, Price wasn't there because he was too busy talking to the mousy guy about setting off shit. Yeah. And, and was with, oh, sorry. No, he was with Pritchett at that point yeah, already. Yeah, because he, uh, he was sitting there going, like, what the hell, man? And uh, they're just like, what do you mean, what the hell? Like, what is all this this blood? And they're like, wait, where's, uh, where's, where's, what's her Melissa. name? Melissa. Where's Sonya Blade? Yeah, Melissa Margaret Marr. Where's Miss Marr? The, the little game show hostess. And so she goes down to the basement, and she has her recorder, and she's, like, trying to find some spooky shit, and she finds spooky shit. And it, like, she gets killed off screen, unfortunately. Like, she gets yanked off screen. And then, like, they oh, run around they trying the, to find her. They do the coolest thing with her, though. Because she, that's whenever she goes into the room and she's looking through her recorder and she sees Dr. Vanneke and the nurse is cutting into somebody. Oh, that's and then right. she puts the recorder down and she doesn't see anything. Because it was one of those, like, big old-ass cameras that had, like, the little TV on the yeah, side. Yeah, and you had it to, like, like, hold it with both hands. Yeah, it was, like, it was <laughs> supposed to be, like, and you could, like, kind of move the, the thing up and down. It was weird to see one of those again. Uh, but, yeah, no, she, uh, and then she, She like, gets ganked. The, she, and, like, screams and gets yanked off to the side. Uh, everybody goes downstairs trying to find it. Uh, but, you know, they, they find the video and she gets, like, it. Yeah, we see that she's like screaming and her hand is there and then she gets yanked off to the side. Pritchard goes, oh, not Pritchard. Um, Price runs to find his assistant uh, who's supposed to be dealing with all this kind of stuff, but he finds that his face got scooped out. Uh, and on the screen inside this room where they set everything up, um, we see uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs, Combs walking kind of funky with a uh, uh, bone saw. That, in his that thing just creeped me out. And so what happens is that uh, Famke had, had gone to her room to retire for the night. And so he sees, at the same time, Price sees Famke in her bed sleeping. And he sees, um, you know, Je- Jeffrey Combs' character, like, moving towards her. He's like, son of a bitch! And so he, like, is running around trying to find Jeffrey Combs because it's obviously not Famke Jensen who's causing all these shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And so he runs out. We see Famke's door open and close, and Famke's no longer in the bed, but we don't know who opened and closed the door. So everyone's running around, People are trying to find out, a, find a way out, and then all this stuff happens, and then all the lights start going crazy. Yeah. Now, before this, uh, Famke had made Pritchard kind of give out the party favors, which so everybody's running around with a gun. Um, it's at this point, he, like, w- the lights start flickering. They run to find out that uh, Famke is tied down in the, uh, the electroshock. Yeah. She's on the electroshock table. Uh, she's like zip zapped for like 20 minutes like it was a long time with the lights and everything going on there but apparently it was all fake um because uh she like plops down they're like oh 
uh, who did this? And Price is like, yeah, no, seriously, who did this? And everybody's like, it was you, Price. And Price pulls a gun on him and is like, no, it wasn't me. One of you fuckers killed my wife. I'm going to kill each one of you. And then they knock his ass out. Like, Tay Diggs comes out from the side and just wallops him. Mm -hmm. uh, they decide, hey, you know what we can do is put him in the saturation chamber. And... They do. Blackburn will watch him. Yeah, Blackburn's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this because I'm a doctor. I'm a good guy. Uh, so he's like looking at there. They this The saturation chamber is like this weird, semi-soundproof, giant, like, bolted thing with a teeny tiny door and a window on it. It's like a portal. Like itty bitty uh, thing. Uh, so uh, as uh, Pritchard's like demanding to be let out. Price. A uh, price. As Price is being demanding to be get let out, uh, that's when Blackburn, um, who was played by uh, Peter Gallagher, Peter Gallagher is looking at him like, what? No, I don't know what you're saying. Which is so weird because Peter Gallagher normally plays the very nice guy. Mm -hmm. Just And he in this one, he's just like, what? What was that? You jackass? You're going to die? That's right. And he turns on the thing, which like, and he cranks it up to 11. And I, I you know, I won't say anything, but I, you know, like, that zoetrope thing was actually starting to make me a little nauseous. Uh, he leaves, uh, and he goes over, he finds, uh, Famke. Meanwhile, uh, we've got, um, Sarah and Eddie are trying to figure everything out. Uh, they find out that, um, the, everybody who is there is, has some kind of association with the original, the people. original people who yeah. survived, uh, the night. Who got, who got out. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, and that's when they're like, oh, crap. But wait a minute. Somebody's name is missing. Yep. And Pritchard's like, like, how did he figure out it was us? And Pritchard's like, oh, you ghosts figured it out. And they hacked in. They can use light waves. I love the light wave thing. Yeah, they, they hacked in through the through the internet. Yeah, it was fiber optics. Uh, and everyone's like, well, wait, but Blackburn's name isn't on here. I'm like, yeah, isn't that weird? Well, as it turns out, Blackburn is going over and he's like making out with Famke's dead body, although she's not dead because apparently he gave her like atropine or something like that yeah. to make her heart stop, which I'm like, I don't think that that works. Yeah. Um, she, he wakes up Evelyn, um, Famke, he wakes up Famke. Uh, they have a little chat about where, who's going to kill Price. Uh, and they're betting on like one or two of them, but they, God, what was it that happened on that? Cause they were like. Oh, because uh, Melissa Margaret Mar is still missing and nobody can find that's her. That's right. And Famke's like, so she could be freaking watching us right now. And we... he's like, that's bullshit. No one's going to, you that's know, right. that's not her. Blah, blah, blah. And she goes, no, no, we need another body. And, and he's like, she... well, how the hell are we going to do that? And then she just stabs him repeatedly in the in the stomach. And then just like step, 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 step. I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. Like didn't even, like didn't even bat an eyelash. She's just like, wah, wah. I guess you'll have to go. Sorry, yeah. boy toy. So that's when she, um... Like, and then I, she cuts off his head. Yeah. She, she like, slices his head off. And they apparently there's a tiny shelf on the inside of the zoetrope machine. Yeah. That was weird. And the tiny they, shelf is holding Blackburn's head. Whole head on there. Because uh, they everybody goes back to find out where um, Blackburn is. Yeah, they, yeah. Then Price, yeah. So they go over there. They, they see that Blackburn is inside of the zoetrope machine. They open it up. And they're like, ah, oh, obviously Price has lost his mind and cut off this man's head. I guess... Uh, they get freaked out by it, so they uh, <laughs> they run trying to find things. 
Um, this is when Sarah finds Black, uh, no, Price. Yes. She see, she finds Price, and Price is just like, I don't know what happened. He was dead, and I'm all messed up. Please help me. And Sarah's like, you stay away from me. Not no. for a million bucks, Mr. Price. And then he keeps getting closer and closer, and then she shoots him. Yep. And she misses. And then she shoots him six more times because she missed the I'll first time. And I missed. <laughs> so she 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 takes him down. He's laying on the ground. Tay Diggs and Chris Catan come up, and they're just like, "Oh my God, it's all right, baby girl. We got you. We got you. Everything's okay." And yeah, so they lead her upstairs. Something about that. Yeah. He does call he her baby girl. Weird. That yeah. was like an odd. Like okay. He, he does call her baby girl. Uh, that's when Evelyn comes out of nowhere. So Famke like kind of saunters on over. She's like, "Oh, I just wanted to let you know that the one thing that I I as soon as I saw you, the the one thing that I wanted was." Your money or something like that. I, I fell in love with was your money. Yeah. But everything else, you were terrible. And, you were gross. You made me want to puke. And uh, and then that's when... Uh, Vincent Price, not shit, Stephen Price, Stephen Price, jumps up and grabs him by the throat. He's like, is that right, baby? You could have just, you know, we could have just avoided all this trouble if you would have just told me this from the beginning. And she's like, there's witnesses. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to kill you because you're already dead. You have everybody thinking that you're dead already. So now I'm going to fucking kill you. And they start fighting, they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and they fall through. It's not uh, really them fighting so much as him just throwing her oh, ass that's everywhere. that's right. He's just chucking her. Because <laughs> Famke is, you know, say what you will about it. She's a lovely looking woman, but she is, like, rail thin. She's, like, 90 you pounds can, soaking yeah, wet. Yeah, flip her through stuff, which he does. He throws her to, through a wall. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this um, means that she's, they opened up the, 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 the darkness room. That's what they called it, the darkness uh, and it starts crawling around the floor, and Evelyn almost makes it out, kind of, for a second, and then she gets eight uh, by the darkness. Mm -hmm. Which, so the darkness is, to describe it... It's an inkblot test. Yes. It is a bunch of Rorschach stuff that has, like, weird faces and stuff What I liked it. about it is that if you look really closely, you can see two naked ladies. You don't even have to do it too close you really at the don't. end of it. Yeah. Well, like no, no. I noticed it from the beginning. Ladies. And at the end, of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely yeah, two naked ladies. two naked ladies on there. And I think that that's supposed to be a thing. Like, it's like, what do you mean there's two naked ladies inside of the inkblot? No, I think you're just seeing stuff. Yeah. When it's clearly a negative of two naked ladies. Or, like, just one naked lady who's on, like, both sides. Yeah. This is when... Uh, you have some sexual frustration problems. Yeah. Price runs up and starts slamming on the door trying to get the hell out of there. That's when Chris Catan runs over. And he's like... Uh, Pritchard uh, decides to try to open the door. He opens the door, but for some reason, uh, Price gets thrown through a different wall, and uh, Pritchard opens the, up the door to the darkness that Omnom noms him. Uh, that's when uh, Price is able to get past, scares the shit out of both uh, <laughs> Eddie and, and Yeah, and yeah, and uh, poor Lotter. She's like staring. She's like, <gasps> she has a face made for just like. Kind of like terrified, like rat face. It was like this, like, <laughs> like which you know, she sold it. She did a good job. She was obviously that. freaked That's the hell out. Like the, I killed you though. And he's just like, you know, Jeffrey Rush like, runs run! up, run. Uh, so they run, they run, they run. Uh, Shit's is, exploding behind him. The floor is like exploding underneath their feet. And they're a, like running and trying to get away. You and can tell that this was one of those like, yeah, there's only there's one shot. One you shot get this on in this. one shot, so you better do it right. Um, Price starts running up. He gets upstairs. Gets to the attic. Uh, and he starts trying to fiddle around, trying to get some place out of there. Uh, Sarah and Eddie are trying to run, trying to get uh, away. Uh, there's at one point they run through the front, and that's when Price is like, he threw. Like a he got it was like a wrench. 
Yeah, it threw <laughs> or something. Or like a hammer or something. And in doing so, it pulled a counterweight that allowed for things to be open. So he's like, aha! Uh, and that's when uh, he sees Tay Diggs and uh, Ali Lautner at the ground. And she's like, you need to get up here. But hurry, there's something of a time crunch. And I was like, that's an odd way to say that. Uh, there is something of a time issue here. A time issue here, yeah. That's when uh, the darkness... Uh, Allie Lautner falls down like a blonde in a, a like a horror movie. <laughs> Which, good news. Yeah. This is both, you know, a horror movie and she is blonde. And that's when we see the uh, Bridget... What's her name? This is Bridget Wilson. Bridget this is whenever face pops out of the inkblot. She goes, like, Sarah, you, you have to stay for my show. You're going to watch my show. And it's like, uh, what? She's like, oh, God. So she runs up and then everyone starts laughing at the weird inkblot. Interesting to me because at that point, didn't she die before she knew that it was Sarah's name? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm so uh-huh. glad that you caught that because I was like, how do they know her name's Sarah? How, how does, well, because that's not really her. They know everything that the But at the same at time, point. a good thing to bring up is how the hell did they know that the electroshock rooms are down there? Because the only two people who knew about the electroshock rooms were Stephen and Chris Kattan and then Ali Lautner and Tay Diggs. Blackburn and Famke were never there. You're right. They would have had to have found out beforehand. But nobody knew. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, probably should have brought that up later. Whoa. So, that's happening. Uh, they, they all get up to the attic. Um, Stephen Price is nowhere these... to be found. And then uh, Tay Diggs is like, oh my god, there's light. So he runs and he tells Sarah to stay there. Sarah does stay there like a dumbass. And then here comes the darkness. The darkness is about to swallow her. Stephen Price sees this and he's like, no, you have to go. And so he he pushes her out of the way. And he gets nommed and turned into burnt bits. It turned into ash. And that's when, uh, unfortunately though, or, or fortunately, uh, the, uh, the, the pack of money uh, of seven, like five or seven checks or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Flies right out uh, of his, his burned ash-like Pocket. body. Yeah. yeah, that's a damn good envelope. I mean, it was great. So. Uh, thank God. <laughs> uh, that's when uh, Tay Diggs gets tired of this and he throws Ali Lautner's narrow ass through the little area. Uh, that's when the, uh, the the ghost gets pissed off about that because it wanted to kill Ali Lautner. I don't blame it. It, uh, uh, it breaks the counterweight. Yeah. The door closes. Tay Diggs is like, no! And That was actually pretty funny because there's this whole part where it's just like, and it, it starts going through the different people's uh, like, faces. Faces. Uh, until it finally kind of sits on uh, Jeffrey, Combs. Jeffrey Combs, and, and he's just like, oh, Mr. Baker. it's good to see you again." Or like the 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 operating room who's, is ready. Who's next? Oh, Mr. Oh, Baker, and, and he, it's time to join your rightful place with the others. And, and he's just like, "He's German." Did you get that he was German? Like they tried to make him German. Oh no, I didn't. Like it's uh, that's what it really sounded like oh, to me whenever okay, Jeffrey Combs did that. it. Did they do that? Oh, okay. But it's uh, we'll have to we'll have to look at the sequel to see if they kept going on. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yes, there was a sequel, by the way. Uh, but uh, that's when Tate Tick screams, I was adopted. And Chris Kattan is like, oh, well, that's all I need. That's all I needed to be able to pull on the counterweight, which is little teeny arms yanking that counterweight. I'm just like, bullshit, that he would be able to pull that down. As it goes, he gets extra, extra straight. Well, I guess, which is opens it enough to allow uh, Tate Tick to uh, get out of there. Uh, I guess maybe it was because it was the light and the darkness couldn't stand the light or something like that. Maybe Tay Diggs cast magic missile to attack the darkness. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. But he is able to get out. Uh, poofs through. They they are on top at the very, very top. Why would there be a metal shutter system at the very, very top? Not only that, how the hell did they get down from there? 
uh, they got six. Hey, I got six million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone came to help them. Firefighters are like, you know, with the donation. They're duct taping ladders together at that point. <laughs> we no, will, get a, just fine. We will get a helicopter up there. I, I think there, yeah, there was supposed to be a group that was supposed to get them down. Uh, I, I guess they, they just called the Coast Guard in and send down the ropes. I was like, just grab a hold of it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's where we end. They get out. We end on Sweet Dreams Are Made of These by Marilyn Manson. Still one of my favorite songs. Mm. And this is where we end. Yep. Uh, it's. Uh, I think there was a post-credit scene in there about something happening, uh, but it was weird. A black and white film is shown depicting the spirits of the 1931 patients torturing the prices for eternity. Yep. It was cool. I don't I mean, think I actually ever watched it. We, we never go that far, yeah. apparently. We were looking at a, a synopsis just to make sure we didn't forget anything. And apparently we forgot something. Yeah. But hey, have... you know, this was a lot of fun. This had enough... Uh, of the movie from the original movie to be that like oh wow this is good you know it had like a good solid foundation for the whole situation uh, the, the whole thing i can't believe i missed the boom mic after all that, that was so funny uh there is enough mess ups in there so if you're like one of those guys like i am you can really enjoy it because you're just catching the well that's weird what's going on here you know like how did that blood stay uncoagulated this entire time how did this happen how did that happen well, why is the blood okay? Because it was set on fire beforehand. Basically, what he's saying is that he's not very fun to watch movies with unless you're used to watching movies with him. Yes, basically. So, but this, don't ever leave me. This, You will never find anybody else. This has enough of the 1951 <laughs> movie in it. So we still get the, the main bits where uh, the wife is secretly doing something with the with doctor. The doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get uh, that, I guess, did... I don't know if the little leprechaun died in the first one. Did he? I I don't think remember. I don't know if anybody actually died in the first one. Well, the the wife dies at the end. Yeah, yes, but she gets she falls chucked into in the, the acid, bad pit. acid yeah. yeah. And I apparently they had a skeleton in there too. And this is this is also not really real. Like yeah. none of that stuff is real cuz no. it was in the movie it's meant to be people who are doing all this stuff, practical effects and all that other stuff. Um, in this one, it is genuinely a the haunted darkness, yeah. place. Yeah, and that was the thing is you you had you know the same thing kind of be set up where uh, you know oh it looks like I died but I didn't die you know from the price character. Uh, you have uh, you know we didn't get a hanging which made me sad. We didn't get a a, a spooky woman on roller skates that that also made me sad. There's no <laughs> roller skates at all in this. Uh, we did have the guns which was very nice. Uh, and it was it. It's enough of the original that you could still do something completely different. All of the the stuff that was updated, you get the creepiness going on, the weird zoetrope machine. You got the 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 creepy bodies that were stripped of skin, and there's a guy riding a horse on top of it. That was weird. You, the the kills were good too. You had the um, you know once you get to see him, the Melissa girl was dissected and put into a like a case or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like a like a case that showed off her body parts. Yeah, we had the uh, the scooped out face guy. We get the uh, which you know what I love about the scooped out face guy is that his bottom jaw is still there. Yeah, like I I just thought that was that was so cool. You know what though? There's very few kills in this movie if I think if you think about it now because you you only get you get the kills at the very beginning which I don't really count. Because those are the setup kills. Yeah. 
uh, you know, so it's, it's like, you know, like the kills at the very beginning of, of the original Jason movie. You can't really count those kills as being the kills in the movie. Yeah. I mean, if you you do that, then it's like it's like the little girl who died in, in uh, the It miniseries. You don't count that as a kill. It's, you can't, that's the setup kill. You don't that that doesn't that doesn't work. Um, but, uh, you know, you got like a, just a couple of kills in this then. You got uh, Chris Kattan's death where he just gets nommed off screen. Mm-hmm. You get Melissa's death. Uh, so you get, uh, he doesn't Blades. get nommed off screen. They show him like falling yeah, into the darkness. Yeah, falls into the darkness. Yeah. And that's it. The darkness closes that's, the door. That's all then, you need. I guess. Uh, but then you get uh, Sonya Blade's death, which was a little bit off screen. And then we see the aftermath. Uh, you've got um, uh, Pritchard's, uh, no, not Pritchard. So we did Pritchard. Uh, you got Blackburn's death. That was not caused by the uh, the ghost. Mm-mm. Uh, you get Famke's kill, which was kind of caused by the ghost, but that was also the Chris Kattan kill. Uh, so it was just like, ah, she got absorbed by the darkness. But and yeah, but the absorbing scene was pretty crazy. Uh, like, considering, like, for, for that's, the year. That's very deep, in, like, deep rising to me. That's that kind of like, oh no, I'm getting sucked in. Or like the, the Jack Sparrow getting eaten by the Kraken kind of thing. It's like, ah, okay, you're getting numbed. All right. Eh. Oh, I thought it was cool. not not shredded, not face gouged out. You know, we didn't get that thing on there. Well, no, but her face or, or melted. even the head cut off, like that <laughs> uh, happened to what's his name. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's very little killing in this one. There's about three kills really, and then you get the whole mess at the very beginning with the nudity and the slapping around and all that other kind of stuff. There was a lot of nudity in this movie for no reason. There's a lot uh, of boobs. Yeah, a lot of boobs flopping around, and I have no problem with that. But if you have a problem with that, then you're you're forewarned. Don't watch this with your boyfriend if you have a problem with boobs. Or girlfriend. Either or girlfriend. if somebody has a problem with boobs, don't. You know, or do. You know, that'll that'll show them. Uh yeah, this was a good movie. I I really enjoy it. Uh what are you gonna I, give it? Um Well, I mean, uh, a ten out of ten. Like this is the movie that I always I always watch. Really? I love this movie. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is this is it. This is my baby. This is Event Horizon. Okay. Or... Ten, ten what's out of what? Yeah. Uh, you gotta give we'll, me numbers, honey. We'll do ten... Hmm. Oh, God. Only because I hate this part. We'll do ten drowning no-face women out of oh, ten. Oh, yeah. The, the part where it's like the... That was the, the price one. Um, I'm going to give this eight boom mics sliding out of the side out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy this movie. It's not It's not the best movie ever. Uh, to me, but it is really good. It's a really solid movie. Um, this is definitely, if you have a party, this is definitely a movie to put on. Probably like this is either your startup movie or your middle movie. This is not the movie to end on. Um, just because there is, oh no, you, you don't want to have that be the movie to end on because you want to wind down the party. So you have, uh, people just kind of relaxing and not paying attention to the screen. Ah. This will draw the attention. This, especially for the the startup, there's enough killing in this one. There's there's boobs. There's uh, good <laughs> music. There's uh, very interesting visuals all over the place, uh, and a decent enough story that if you're not paying attention, you can still figure it out. Um, but it's it's um, it's good and solid. I really enjoy it. Good, because it's my favorite, and you're gonna be watching it for the rest of your life. Probably. 
But what about you? Do you enjoy this movie? Does, is this kind of up your alley? Do you love 90s uh, horror films? Did you like uh, Fear.com? We have an episode for that. I'm just saying. Uh, I mentioned it before. But if uh, you know you didn't like it, you loved it, you hated it, whatever you think, reach out to us. Let us know. ESAT3AM at gmail.com. That's going to be the uh, the main email. ESAT3AM.com, main website, at ESAT3AM on Facebook and Twitter. And anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3 a.m. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Heck yeah, we would. Yeah, but until next time, we'll see you later. Yep, see you soon. Bye.